The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, hey, what's up, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to another edition of Cowboys Roundup, brought to you by SB Nation's Blogging the Boys, where every day we bring you the latest and greatest Cowboys news and updates. My name is Dan Rogers. You may know me as Danny Phantom at Blogging the Boys or on Twitter at Danny Phantom 24. It is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. We hope your day is going well. We hope you're enjoying this Cowboys three-game winning streak as they sit 10-4, and first place in the NFC East. Before we get started, we want to give a special shout-out to all our new listeners. If you haven't yet, please do subscribe to the Bloggy the Boys podcast network. Leave us a rating, write a review, tell us what you think, anything at all you would like to see us do differently to improve your podcast listening experience. And as always, if you want to talk to me about anything at all, any Cowboys Hot Topics, favorite plays from Sunday's game, or your favorite quote from your favorite Christmas movie. And I better not start with Yippee-ki-yay. Not even going to get into that. But mine is, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And that's from the movie Christmas Vacation. It's when Clark thinks he's getting his bonus He's actually getting a membership to the Jelly of the Month Club, and good old Cousin Eddie is there to say, hey, you know what, Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving. But that's Anyway, that's my favorite Christmas movie, my favorite quote, but let me know what yours is on Twitter, at DannyPhantom24. So another week and another win. How do you feel about this Cowboys football team? Hey, you got to feel pretty good because guess what? The Cowboys are now sitting in the number two seed in the NFC. Yeah, how about that? They got a little help this week, thanks to the New Orleans Saints, who beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not They didn't just beat them, they goosed them. <laughs> they good. No points for you, Tom Brady. So, they knocked the Bucks down to 10-4, and four, and in a surprise early Christmas present, a little secret Santa gift from our Thanksgiving buddies, the Detroit Lions, they beat the Arizona Cardinals and given them their fourth loss. I mean, who would have saw that? I mean, when does the best team in the league lose to the worst team in the league, you know, record-wise? It's, so that was a surprise. Needless to say, you have several teams, three teams, sitting there, three division leaders sitting there with a 10-4 and four record, meaning the Cowboys are now the second seed. And I know some people will say, well, 
how is that possible? How how are they ahead of the Bucks? Because didn't the Bucks beat the Cowboys head to head? And you would be correct. They did, but keep it. But remember that that would only apply in a two-way tie. That and then the head-to-head tiebreaker would come into effect. But in the scenario with three teams, the head-to-head only would come into effect is if a team beat both the other teams or a team had lost to both the other teams. And then they would move up or down depending on which of those things happened. But since that didn't happen here, the tiebreaker that goes into effect is the conference tiebreaker. And the Cowboys, as luck would have it, you know, they haven't been having much luck with their uh, AFC West games this year. But the upside of that is they their losses in the NFC have been few. And in fact, it happened in week one. So the Cowboys have the better conference record, and they hold the tiebreaker over both of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Arizona Cardinals, moving them into the number two seed. And they're really close to being the number one seed had Green Bay lost to Baltimore, which almost, I mean, it was close. So it would still be nice if uh, someone would do us a solid and give Green Bay that fourth loss. They have Cleveland next, Minnesota, who did beat them earlier in the year. And then those Detroit Lions, those pesky Detroit Lions. Wouldn't that be weird if it came down the final game of the season and the Lions uh, were able to, you know, provide another shocker but uh i definitely wouldn't be counting on that happening so it would be really nice to get that number one seed remember there's only one this year and uh you know you get a get a week off no football no chances of a, an upset no chances you know of extra injury you know um who knows what could happen with COVID. so it's definitely a huge advantage to have that number one seed so you know it's Still got time to play, so we'll see what happens. But needless to say, having this number two seed's good. Three seed's also good. I mean, avoiding that fourth seed is the big thing. So let's just uh, take pleasure in the fact that the Cowboys are sitting number two in the NFC. Of course, that still doesn't keep us from having a little bit of a pause after this week's win. You know, which is kind of weird. Coming off third straight road win. You know, two against divisional foes and then another against a team fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, the the defense has taken the ball away 12 times, four takeaways in each of the last three games. And the defense is just playing out of their mind. I mean, there's so many good things to say about the Cowboys defense. But I think a lot of the unsatisfying feeling comes from the fact that the Cowboys offense has really not been playing well in these last few games, and in particular, towards the end of the game. I mean, second half, they've just been almost invisible, and I think that leaves a bad taste in our mouth. That's what we remember the most coming out of these games. But, I mean, if you look at the last two games, the Cowboys' offense have has not put together a single drive in their own territory that resulted in a touchdown. Not a single one. A lot of their points have been aided by the help of their defense. And as bad as things are early on the offense completely disappears in the second half and they cowboys have only had nine points in each of the last two games in the second half and, and both of those were set up nicely by the cowboys defense so i think that's a lot of it it's like you know that we're just leaving those games wondering what's going on with the with the cowboys offense so that's part of it but nonetheless still number two seed still winners of three straight There are definitely a lot of things to be happy about with this team. 
Head coach Mike McCarthy talked with the media on Monday. He was asked about the concern about how the team's offensive numbers aren't as good as they were back in September. McCarthy was asked his thoughts on these differences. Let's listen in on what the coach had to say. I, I think clearly September football is different than December. I mean, I think you're coming out of training camp. You know, there's more unknowns. Uh, there's more, you know, scheme diversity. You know, there's more unscouted looks. I, I think that's all common, common characteristics of September football. You know, I, I think um, if I was going to gauge our our scheme, um, you know, leverage success the, early in the season, I definitely felt that we were on the plus side of that. So I, I thought that. You know, both Dan and Kellen and, and John did a good job there coming out of training camp. So, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, once, once you get into the, the meat of the schedule and, um, you know, you start having some regularity, it's, you know, it's it's more about scheme. It's it's more of the fundamentals and the and the basics. you got to defeat leverage. You know, you, you can't just think you're going to be playing with the, with, the, with the plus leverage situation every play. So I think that's all part of it. So yeah, definitely, I think December football is more challenging than September without a doubt from my, from my experience. So It definitely has been more challenging for the Cowboys, at least offensively. But the question now becomes, will the Cowboys be up for the challenge? McCarthy was also asked about his management of the clock at the end of the first half and offered up his explanation for why he did what he did. Let's hear what he had to say. Well, I, I think I think we've you know I've talked about this before. I, I think there's usually a conservative approach and there's aggressive approach and then there's you know by the numbers. In that particular situation, right before the half, we, we have a situation. We you know we, we practice it every Friday or Saturday. It's part of our game situation. It's called O zone. Everybody you know may have different thresholds, and when you call that, and you know our thresholds right at the seven you know seven and eight second mark. So that's that, that puts you in the. Do you let the clock run down, kick the field goal, or do you call the timeout right there, take a shot at the end zone, and then kick the field goal? So we were right on the threshold there. Um, I decided to go conservative there, run it down to three seconds, and kick the field goal. And is that because you knew, okay, your defense was not going to allow? Yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I think it, the decision reflected on how I felt the game was going, clearly. I'm not sure. I subscribe to that line of logic myself, but hey, that's his story and he's sticking to it. McCarthy was asked about the offensive line's rotation with Terrence Steele and Ty Inseki. Still ended up with 44 reps while Ty had 28. McCarthy liked how things worked out and thought it was good for both guys. There was no update on Tyron Smith's status. McCarthy said it's too early right now. McCarthy was impressed with the play of Connor Williams. Connor Williams started at left guard. He allowed only one pressure, according to John Owning. Tony Pollard played 29 snaps on Sunday. He came out of the game in good shape, so they will proceed with him similar to how they did last week. The Cowboys did waive defensive end Azur Kamara. Kamara played in 10 games this year with the Cowboys. Most of his snaps came on special teams. He did play a few snaps on defense and a few of the Cowboys' blowout wins. That's it for our updates today. Make sure to check out all the great podcasts throughout the entire week. Every day we got something new for you. Later today we'll have the 750 with Tony Casillas and RJ Ochoa, as well as the BTB Roundtable where we hash out all the great talking points of Sunday's game. So keep your eyes out for those two. That's all we have for today. Thanks for hanging out with us. 
Hope you have the best day ever. Stay safe, stay happy, stay true to the silver and blue, and we will catch you later.